last night was bitter and sweet. I was, I was, I was going to say bittersweet. I don't, I don't know what bittersweet is actually. <laughs> it was, it was very bitter and very sweet. Last night, my dear friend and brother Chase Boudin, who is, who is my personal friend, uh, whose victory to become district attorney of San Francisco was one of the highlights of my professional life as a leader and organizer. And, and I am heartbroken that the city of San Francisco recalled him uh, not even really two full years into his term. And uh, it is just a, an incredibly frustrating reality that when you actually pass change, you don't just get to stand by it. You actually have to fight for it and protect it. At the same time, almost every other candidate that we were fighting for yesterday won, including in cities and counties in the Bay Area, in Contra Costa County, in Alameda County, which is Oakland, in Los Angeles, in Iowa, in Des Moines, Iowa. So last night there was some good news and some bad news, and we have to learn from both of them. Let me try to unpack and explain it. This is Sean King, and you're listening to The, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. Let me talk about the good news first. Yesterday, there were elections all over the country that were going down. And there were many candidates that we endorsed at the Grassroots Law Project and that we endorsed at Real Justice. And when we endorse a candidate, they go through an interview process, an intake process, uh, a, a research process, an, an intel process. And, uh, we, you know, we, we very much kick the tires and look under the hood. And, uh, and so when we endorse somebody and back them wholeheartedly, we're deeply emotionally invested because we know that if these people we endorse win, they're going to actually make a difference in the lives of everyday people. And so last night we had candidates for district attorney in Des Moines, Iowa that won. That's Kimberly Graham. And uh, I've been speaking with Kimberly now for years. And I'm so glad that she, uh, she won her election. And she won it well. <laughs> like I am... Super, super impressed that in the middle of America, a deeply progressive woman who is proposing very innovative ideas, she won her race for district attorney. Um, my dear friend and sister Pamela Price, who I supported when she first ran four years ago uh, for DA of Alameda County against the incumbent who is now retiring, um, she won. And I hardly heard a person who thought that Pam Price could win her primary. It will go to a runoff, but she came in first yesterday. Uh, our current district attorney in Contra Costa County in California. And when you don't live in a state, you hardly know the names of its counties. Like, can you name any of the, the counties of Georgia or Texas or Florida? Like, you don't think of them as counties. You think of a place as its cities. But, but Alameda County and Contra Costa County are huge counties millions of people. Uh, Diana Becton won re-election as the district attorney there. Super proud of her. Um, so three women who ran 
uh, uh, Diana Becton and Pamela Price, two black women in the Bay Area of California, winning their campaigns yesterday. We're super proud. Uh, Pamela Price has more work to do. And uh, even Kimberly Graham, it will potentially, she should win because it's Des Moines, it's a Democratic city, but it, it, she could have a Republican challenger, possibly. Um, in other races, we won. Um, uh, Sydney Kamlager won in her congressional race. It will go to a runoff, but uh, Sydney won by a huge margin. Uh, our friend Kenneth, who was running to be the uh, controller, the the main accountant of Los Angeles, I, I don't know that I saw anybody saying he was going to come in first place. His race will also likely, not likely, it will go to a runoff, but Kenneth came in first. I said that to say that, and many of my friends whose races we were not deeply involved in, but I was cheering them on behind the scenes, uh, many of my friends won all over the country, and we're very, very excited and proud. But my closest friend um, in California politics is Chase Boudin, uh, a, a man that I call my friend and brother. I just wrote a post about him on my Instagram a few minutes ago. He may be the single most intelligent human being I know. He is a multilingual Rhodes Scholar with a photographic memory and a minute attention to detail. And he's not just intelligent. He is ethical, by the book, uh, a, a man of impeccable integrity, impeccable morality and decency, but he's also an incredibly compassionate human being. And I've tried to tell Chase's story for years, and uh, his story touches my heart because he grew up with both of his parents in prison. He is a rare white man who grew up in America with both parents incarcerated. Sadly, that reality is way more common with African-Americans in this country and is exceedingly rare in white America to have both parents away in prison for his entire childhood, his entire young adulthood, deep into his journey to become a man. His father was just released 40 years into Chase's life. And to have a white man who is so personally and deeply acquainted with the pain of incarceration, the pain of visiting his parents from behind bars for so long, it's a, it's a rare thing. And Chesa was a brilliant public defender in San Francisco, and voters in San Francisco voted this man into office just two years ago. And billionaires and corporate interest and moderate and conservative people in San Francisco decided to recall him instead of challenging him in two years and giving him a full four-year term, not because he was unethical, not because he broke the law, because they don't like him and they don't like what he stood for, which was fairness, which was for treating mental illness like mental illness, like a public health problem which was for treating homelessness like a public health problem and not a criminal problem, treating kids like kids, not treating them like adults. 
treating substance abuse like it's a health problem and not a crime. And here's the thing. Here's what I know. And if you listen to this podcast, you've heard me say it ad nauseum over and over and over again. What actually makes a city safe is dozens of factors. And let me say, and I have never denied this, the district attorney of a city is one of several dozen factors that determines the safety of a city. But a city's safety is never solely or predominantly determined by the district attorney. The mayor plays a disproportionate role. The city council matters. The state legislators matter. The business community matters. The health, the public health and the hospital systems matter. The mental health systems, the the drug treatment systems matter. The economy matters. The affordability of housing matters. The quality and availability of good education matters. Like there are so many factors and very few of them fall on the DA's lap. I see in my comments right now, I have my screen up. People saying, listen, there are too many car break-ins. When I campaigned with Chesa, his car had just been broken into before he was district attorney. And he said, listen, I loathe how many car break-ins we have. But guess what? The San Francisco police make arrests, hear this, in 2% of car break-ins. Meaning in 98% of the cases, there's never even an arrest. But somehow Chesa is being blamed for 100% of them. But in 98% of them, the police never make an arrest. How can this man prosecute someone who's never arrested? Please, let's be real. Police are wildly inefficient in combating crime. If you really want to look at the safety and security of a city, if that actually matters to you, then you need to look at the dozens of factors that go into making a city or a neighborhood or even a block actually safe. It's way deeper, way more broad than just the district attorney. And I am ashamed that the city of San Francisco recalled this man. It is shameful. The city is not as progressive as it claims to be, as it wants people to believe it is. And in the city failed to support a man who was trying to create a system that was both fair and just and considered public safety and held police accountable and treated homelessness and mental health and substance abuse and youth issues like they deserved. But ultimately, rich people, privileged people, particularly white people and others, really just want homeless people and those dealing with substance abuse and homelessness and and young people, they just want them locked up. Get them out of here. And because Chaser was pushing for much more robust solutions to truly complex problems, they recalled him. It's appalling. It truly is. It wasn't based on facts. It was based on feelings and lies and propaganda. Violent crime has gone down under Chase Boudin's watch. It has. 
Those are the facts and figures from the San Francisco Police Department itself. But people still insisted, I don't feel safe. Listen, I want San Francisco to be safe. I have loved ones. I have staff members that live in the heart of San Francisco and face it every day. Yes, let's let's make San Francisco safe. Let's do that. But not if it means wrongly arresting people that don't deserve it. Not if it means charging little children as adults. Not if it means convicting people of crimes they didn't they didn't actually commit. No. Not if it means treating the jail like it's a mental hospital. Because that's what's happening. So, yes, it was bitter and it was sweet. And we have to figure out what to do about the bitter and how to spread the sweet. You know, painful. Love, love, love and appreciate you all. Thank you for seeing me through as as I grieve for my friend and for his brilliant staff. And uh, we'll pick up the pieces and see what's next. Love you all. Take care, everybody. And please, if you're not yet a member of the North Star, go now to the northstar.com and become a member today. Take care, everybody. Break it down. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we are the Momentum Advisors. Every single week, we talk about wealth management, personal finance, and entrepreneurship. We are financial advisors by day. We're entrepreneurs by night. We're building wealth for ourselves, and we want to make sure that you understand how to build wealth in your own family. Tune in for shows like Is Your Money Racist, Retirement Savings, Investment 101. We literally run the gamut on all the things that you need to know about financial wealth, creating a legacy for your family, and really just wealth creation as a whole. What we find is that these conversations are happening, but they're not happening as much as they need to in diverse communities. And so we're bringing a new voice, a new amount of energy, and we want you to tune in. So we bring the tips, we bring the strategy, and we always bring the good news. So make sure you tune in every week to the Momentum Advisors. There's something for everyone. Mom.